0: The situation in Ukraine evolves quickly, so be mindful of newly revealed information and changing narratives. The ideas expressed in this episode don't constitute official values or policies of Ashland School District or Truth to Power. You're listening to Good Ashland Kids, Part 3 of Truth to Power's Ukraine and Russia podcast series. Make sure to listen to Part 1, The Aging Autocrat and Europe's Shield, and Part 2, Pounded Flat, if you haven't already. Good Ashland Kids continues the conversation between Mr. Bowling and Mr. Heward from part two and focuses on the importance of learning, caring, and being aware about the world. The two delve into the modern culture teens live in today and how it affects youth involvement in current events, mainly the war in Ukraine. Mr. Heward and Mr. Bowling also discuss the direct impacts the war in Ukraine has on the US and ourselves, along with the potential for a draft.
1: Here's the sad statement about public education. Um, there's a tyranny in the AP curriculum, and I have, got, I have to cover um, <laughs> all the last three units in the last month, right? So I, we have not done current events since we started the mock legislature, which um, was at the same moment when this occurs and when we have the new um, uh, Supreme Court justice process going on. And I don't cover any of it because I'm stuck in this situation where I have an obligation to, to meet the, the strict tyranny of AP. AP is like, I'm like the Ukraine, and AP is like Putin <laughs> right now. And so I just got to respond to him, right, for the next month. And that's really sad. I think about it every day when I check the current events. I think, this is really not right. Uh, but I don't really know what to do about it. Um, So I feel like adults. Paul and I have talked about this whole business in Ukraine. My wife, Rebecca, and I, and she's, whew, talk about somebody who thinks that we should act. (laughs) She's terribly empathetic with the lives of these poor people whose lives have been completely disrupted for no reason other than than Putin's desire for power. Um, So I think. Teachers understand it. Adults talk about it. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping adults do all the time. It's interesting that CNN numbers have gone up. They were just tanked the last couple of years. But CNN has done a good job of covering what's going on in Ukraine without all the uh, political talk about President Trump. It's like they've been able to leave him behind right now, which is great, and just focus. And they have people there uh, in the Ukraine. I don't know what, what students don't. It surprises me often that they, they don't take an interest. In the 70s and the 60s, young people took a really big interest in what was going on in the world, especially with regard to the, the military conflicts the US was involved in. Largely because they might have to go, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if kids these days think of themselves as dying on the, you know, the plains of the Dunboss, protecting someone else's liberty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I took a period and tried to explain to my students why they should care about what was going on in Ukraine. And I have to admit that, like Mr. Bolling, I feel that tyranny of the curriculum in an AP class. But here's something else that I feel. There are people in Ukraine who are not strangers to me. They have seen things that you and I hopefully will never see in our lifetimes. And that breaks my heart. These are not strangers to me. So I've tried to help people understand that they should care, not just because these are fellow human beings, not just because these are also people who share many of the same democratic values. What goes on in Ukraine will affect the day-to-day life of Americans. Take this one in mind. Ukraine is the leading producer of sunflower oil in the world. Okay, sunflower oil. Well, why does that? Affect me, Mr. Huard, because it's one of the most common additives in any food you consume anywhere in the industrialized world. And if those supplies begin to run low, Europe right now, they're scrambling to find replacements in terms of olive oil, Canadian rapeseed oil, uh, what we call canola oil in the United States. Well, that just drives up the price because of demand. Okay, well, you no, know, how do I consume things like that? Do you like a cup of coffee from Starbucks? You know, most of those additives that make that delicious, delicious mocha frappuccino have sunflower oil in them. Your cup of coffee from 10 bucks just went to 15 bucks.
1: What does it say about us though, Paul, that we have to bring in Starbucks and cup of coffee as opposed to just that these are other human beings and do we have a responsibility to them or not? At least a responsibility to wonder,
2: to care. I, I, I agree. I agree, Mr. Bolling. I. What else do I have to help them understand why you should care? The other thing that seems to get their attention is, well, can I be drafted for this, Mr. Eward? Well, there's no draft right now, that's why I point out, there hasn't been a draft in the United States since 1975. But I do point out this. This war will not be over in weeks or months. This is going to go on for years. When President Biden runs for re-election, he's going to have to answer questions about the war in Ukraine, whoever the Republicans pony up, that candidate is going to have to answer questions about the war in Ukraine, and there's already a precedent of twice the United States being involved in European wars in the 20th century that involved similar circumstances. Well, I don't know if you'll be drafted, yeah. but you may have to pay for this war one way or the other. And you know, sometimes um, we, don't, we may not ask for war, or for a war to come to our shores. But sometimes we have things that happen to us that we don't ask for. COVID, nine eleven. I could go on. Pearl Harbor. I don't know if those things are gonna happen. I'm a historian. I do better with the past than trying to look into a crystal ball. But I I, I, I don't think that sanctions are gonna stop Putin. I don't think that um, wearing a blue and yellow button on uh, my lapel or putting up blue and yellow colors on Facebook is going to stop Putin. It will take armed force, ultimately. And that is something that many of our students don't want to talk about because they've been raised to be good Ashland kids and violence never solves anything. Uh, Actually, violence solves a lot And uh, not always for the good, but if you don't think violence solves anything, let's conjure up the ghosts of Napoleon and Alexander the Great and uh, Adolf Hitler, and I can just go down the list, and George Patton, and let's have a debate between them about how violence settled their hash.
1: It strikes me, though, an interesting contradiction here is the, the degree of interest in your generation, and admirably so, for issues like global warming. Mm-hmm. or uh, when there's a conversation about whether the US, U.S. policy in a particular area should be more humanitarian. Everybody's on board with it, right? Um, but have you ever heard of the concept of slacktivism? Mm-hmm. It's like activism, but not really. It's like, I'll wear the lapel pin, but then don't bug me about anything else. Yeah. Um, I'd like to vote tonight in the presidential election, but I noticed that there's a football game on, so I'm going to do mm-hmm. that instead. Um, so it's this idea that we can mouth the appropriate sentiments. Um, That's really bad what Putin's doing. Uh, Those poor people in the Ukraine. But that's the extent of of one's action, and then that's slacktivism as opposed to activism. And um, it it strikes me, Paul, and 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 maybe it's just our age, um, but it's also some of our life experience that this is the least active group of people I've ever taught. Least interested in the world around them, the broader world around them, um, and I think that's somewhat a failure of our system the, what we what we're part of, uh, and the education system.
2: Very much so, and I mean um, I'm with you. I I could assign current events and basically be like, "Well, I better do this; I'll get the points." No, right? Be flipping interested in the world around you because whether or not you want to accept it whether you're surrounded by an Ashland bubble or not there are things going on in the world that will directly affect your life students live in the Ashland bubble that bubble is built around a love of peace and can't we just get along and as I half jokingly say can't we just join hands and sing kumbaya the world is a dangerous place full of people who will kill individuals who have that kind of blindness. One of the people who will do that is named Vladimir Putin, and he will not be simply satisfied with Ukraine. And ultimately, he would like the United States out of the way, and so would his ally China. The United States has an enormous number of problems. I am well aware of that. And your generation is as well. But for goodness sake, what other country on this planet would you all like to live in? And whose system would you prefer? I wouldn't want to live in Russia. I wouldn't want to live in China. And not just simply because it's a different country. I don't want to live under their system. I have to come back to the fact that the system that we have here in the United States, flawed as it may be, is preferable in terms of human rights and freedoms. And if we're gone, the world becomes a very dark place. Americans in general don't really want to think about the outside world. It's just kind of part of our culture. And I think it's the exceptional American who really does care. Look, I mean, I don't want to just, you know, and I'm not saying you're doing this, Peter. I just I don't want to kick your generation around. But at the same time, Americans have a selective blindness that is part of what's called strategic culture, our strategic culture. You know, we have friendly neighbors to the north and south, and two world oceans uh, protecting us. Most of us didn't wake up this morning uh, realizing that 3,000 nuclear weapons um, on board Russian ballistic missile submarines, uh, in missile silos uh, across Siberia, uh, in the holds of Russian bombers or uh, on their uh, cruise launch, uh, on their air launch cruise missiles, are on strategic alert. And in 30 minutes or less, could destroy targets in the United States. But that's the world you live in, Okay, We don't think about that. Go back 70, 80 years. Americans were blissfully unaware of what the reality of the threat was from Adolf Hitler and Imperial Japan. People saw it on newsreel films. People watched with and went, that's terrible and, you know, well, I've got my life to live. Yeah. You know, Mark Twain famously said, God made war so Americans would learn geography. And I think there's a certain amount of truth to that. We as a nation don't really, in general, Become aware of the world around us until there's something that just about punches us in the nose. I'm afraid we're going to get punched in the nose and it's going to um, be the most painful blow your generation has received. COVID was bad. World War III will be worse. Well, our generation too. That's true.
0: You've been listening to Good Ashland Kids, the third and final part of Truth the Power's Ukraine and Russia podcast series. The situation in Ukraine has changed much since the date of this interview. Russia has continued its invasion, Ukrainians are being murdered and mutilated, and the country is being bombed to dust. You can stay updated by reading reputable and trustworthy news sources such as the New York Times and BBC. You can also donate to Ukrainian relief organizations that give humanitarian aid to refugees and fighters. The most important thing, though, is to stay educated on the situation and to care. Have the hard discussions about what is going on, process the war, and use your reflection and knowledge to help Ukrainians in need and to better understand and shape the world around you. Good Ashland Kids was written, produced, edited, and narrated by Isadora Millay. Interviewees were Paul Heward and Peter Bowling. Special thanks to Shane Abrams. Thanks so much for listening.